everybody and welcome. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, we've got Sunshine in his little Betty by in the craft room and we are both hanging out in the craft room today. And uh, I wanted to talk about an experimental journal. Um, one of the things that I hear from people more often than not is that they're afraid to make a mistake or they're afraid to mess up a journal that they're working on. And they're starting to, what I call, quote unquote, fall in love with their journal. And uh, as they decorate the pages and work on the cover and get it finally assembled and they're all excited and uh, then they become paranoia sets in where we're absolutely terrified to mess it up, to screw it up, to totally botch this baby that we have just birthed. And um, one easy way to get around that is to grant yourself a gift and uh, give yourself the space of a place where you can experiment, where you can push your own envelope, where you can create um, and encourage yourself to uh, try things that are a little bit foreign to you or maybe um, uh, learn how to correct your mistakes in a journal. Uh, and I call it the experimental journal. So you're giving yourself free reign, full right to, you know, get on a donkey and ride a muck in a journal that you make. And um, the good thing about when you have a, a journal of experimentation you can break all your own rules, you can make it messy, you can splatter, you can paint, you can sticker, you can glue, you can you can fold page, pages in funky ways just to see if it'll work. Um, it's a place where you give yourself free license to play. And uh, sometimes you'll come across a discovery, a new technique, a new way of doing something that you're going to absolutely fall in love with. And then you're going to take that idea and put it into your future journals. Um, if... Uh, now I'm thinking, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot of you are saying, oh Pam, I've been making a journal and um, it wasn't supposed to be my experimental journal, but I tried a few things and I don't like the way it came out. And um, I, first of all, I applaud you for trying new things because that in and of itself is where all the adventure, right on that cutting edge of your imagination, trying new things, uh, experiencing new highs or lows and uh, seeing whether you like it or not. Um, if you have an experimental journal, journal that takes away the pressure, you can practice it or try the technique there. And then also, um, if you like it, you can now do it in your new journal. But if you've already practiced a few things and you don't like them in your regular journal, don't forget we always have the great old crafter uh, solution of we can cover it up, we can tear it out, we can morph it into something else, we can, we can collage on top of it, we can add colors to it, we can peel off things we've stuck on, um, we can layer on, we can put glue a page on top of it and make it an extension page by folding it accordion style and just folding it inside the book. Um, so there's a lot of ways out of um, what you think is the the death of your journal. And I, I promise you, it is not the death of your journal. You can wiggle your... Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
way out of this so many different ways. Um, but if you just want to have free reign where you can just play till the cows come home and not worry about whether it's saleable, giftable, anything like that, <clears throat> make yourself an experimental journal. Just something to completely, you know, just pull, you know, just have fun with. And it can take a lot of the pressure off. Um, uh, it gives you a sense of um, it's only paper and it's okay if I goof up and let me see how I would fix it if I did goof up. That's a great thing to start experimenting with in your experimental journal. Let's say you make a page and you're like, nah, no, I don't think so. I'm not doing this in my regular journal. Well, at that point, it's the most important question you can ask yourself which changes everything. It changes the playing field. It changes everything from that point on. And that is, how can I make it better? Um, so you, you get out of the mindset of, oh, this is awful. Oh, I don't like this. Oh, I'm so embarrassed of that. I can't, it's, I could never give this, sell this, gift it to anybody. It's awful. To how could I make this better? And just live in that question for a little bit. Ask your imaginative, creative brain to just percolate on that. And every time you want to drift back over to, oh my God, this, this, this is like barf dog ugly. No, back over to, how could I make it better? Yes. And um, that's a little trick too. If, um, I don't know, I, I, I uh, uh, it, it kind of goes along with the, like if you have a negative statement and you're thinking like, I'm a lousy swimmer, I'm a lousy swimmer. Um, if you counter that thought with, but what if I could be a better swimmer? What would that look like? So you kind of leave the downside and you go into the more um, potentially opportunistic possibility side and you get your brain, your God-given brain working for you on your side to create possibilities. And you have this beautiful machinery up there to do that. And uh, you're already creative. You're already here listening to this podcast. So you're probably thinking about pontificating on um, thinking what would it be like uh, or or maybe you're actually making junk journals which is awesome um, so if you want to tickle that creative brain a little more ask it good questions uh, so um, it's it's like harnessing your creativity and your imagination and putting it to work for you as opposed to uh, beating yourself up with why you don't like it or why it doesn't look good or something like that. You have this whole shift in awareness. Oh, I was going to tell you that I, I sort of, not discovered, but I, I mean, I sort of came to seeing this um, way of thinking when I was playing some hidden object games on my computer and I'd have this list of objects I'd have to find on the screen maybe it was a library or something like that and I was looking for all this you know the candlestick or the the uh, paperweight and I was there looking 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 and I couldn't I couldn't find the things and I thought that it's just not there I've I've made a grid pattern over it I've scanned with my eyeballs I've double checked triple checked it's not there so it, I said to myself instead of telling myself it's not there it's not there I decided to tell myself if I was going to find the candlestick, where would I find it? Uh, how can I see the candlestick? Um, I am now looking for a candlestick. If the candlestick was there, I would see it now. I would just start using this crazy brain verbology where I would put myself in possibility thinking. If I was to see the candlestick, 
where would I see it? So then I would go with my little imaginary grid pattern. I'd be scanning the uh, hidden object game, looking like, up, up, the candlestick would pop right out. It, it was there the entire time. And sometimes it's right in front of your face because we, we get into this tunnel vision where we look past the global picture of what we're looking at, the whole picture, and we start looking at the minutia, the tiny little bits and parts. And sometimes you can miss, the, we call it the salt around here. Um, we have this funny thing where my husband is uh, eternally trying to find the salt shaker and uh, he goes into the cupboard and he looks and he looks and he looks and he cannot find the salt shaker and I open it up and I go and it's, it's right there it's right there where it always is <laughs> and um, so we kind of laughed at, about it it's like can't see the forest for the trees right that experience so it's the same way with creativity and imagination sometimes we get tunnel vision and tunnel vision is never more apparent when you make a mistake or something goofy you splatter something um, you get your smudgy little uh, fingerprints all over something because you've been working with ink and you smudged it and um, uh, but if you can back away and shift it to okay the smudge is there I can either work with the smudge or I can cover up or hide or remove the smudge okay those are kind of the options that exist um, you can also transform the smudge into something else which is kind of fun because little fingerprints can kind of look like you know little moth wings or something like that depending on how you work with them um, I think I found personally easier for myself uh, to do a grungy antique um, distressed model style journals because I tend to smudge and splutch and overspray a lot. So I decided instead of fighting it, eternally fighting it and trying to fix it or repair it or something, it was much more satisfying to move forward through it, to take it by the hand and say, okay, you are here. I now embrace you. You are part of the art. And I have a perfect example of this right now because I'm working on a journal. I have smudged it. That is right. I am working on a journal that has a white bedsheet cover and I was working with some inks that were below the journal and now it has a beautiful array of, uh, I think it has blue and pink on the white. So I'm going to work that into the design. Um, I, or I could cover it up or I could peel off all the bed sheet, but no, that's, that's not happening with this girl. I'm going to learn how to use what is there and go forward. And I may take some water or moistness or a baby white and I may spread the pink sharing the wealth maybe having it catch the top uh, layers of the shredded bed sheet just to give like a pink-esque look um, and I find that um, it's more fun to take hold it by the hand and take it forward as opposed to fighting it and all of that now if it's a little smudge and I can cover it up I cover it up it's no big deal Sometimes you can work it, you can put a rubber stamp over it, or you can work it into your design. You can just start drawing on your page, or maybe um, uh, put some lines on it, or maybe stencil over it. I mean, there's a million and one ways we can, we can cover it up. And there's nothing wrong with a good cover-up. I am fully for a good cover-up. But um, if you find that this, this is the little smooches and the mistakes and the oversprays are ruining your fun, um, I suggest, I offer to you, just look at them with new eyes. Just say, okay, how could I make this better? How uh, could I utilize this in the design as opposed to fighting it? Because remember a lot of, if you like using old ephemera, old papers from days gone by, some of the most beautiful things we love about them are the coffee stain drops, the um, smudges of old fountain pen ink, the wrinkled edges or the cor the torn corners, the crumpliness of the paper. I mean, 
it's it's its own aesthetic if you like that style it's easy to embrace in your own journal um and now let's say you're not so much into the distress maybe you're more into the clean um crisp uh exactness and maybe you're making a nice neutral journal um maybe whites and creams and vanillas and uh, with just a little bit of black accent here and there and that's what you want to go all the way through your journal if that's your concept and you want to keep it whistle clean okay then i would recommend okay uh, this is my intent let me set up my workspace so that I can minimize those issues if they happen let me understand my responsibilities in life so that if i get I have to jump up for the uh, doorbell, I have to jump up for the phone, I have to jump up and make dinner, I have to, whatever I'm jumping, that table can get knocked or jostled. Maybe I want to assess my hands, are they are they clean or dirty hands? And in other words, do I have ink all over my hands often? If I do, do I have a way to remove the ink very um, easily accessible at my desk where I don't have to get up and knock the desk over and not my, knock my drink over that's on the desk? Um, Uh, which is really not a good idea when you're crafting because sometimes we can accidentally drink paint and water. We don't want to do that. But um, um, yeah, if you have maybe baby wipes or you have a wet washcloth or it may be in a Ziploc bag or or you have uh, some means to wipe that ink off your hands or if you're using the kind of ink that is um, like an archival ink, which is so hard to get off your hands. um, um, I think that's probably why I don't really use it that much because it's so hard to get off your hands. Um, it is nice if you don't want wetness to smudge your rubber stamp images and things like that. But hey, hey, um, you know, why are you, you, you know, is somebody going to be standing in a uh, rain shower re- looking through your journal? They shouldn't have wet hands to begin with, okay? <laughs> but if you want to do some spraying on those, you can to seal them. And if, especially if you want to seal the cover, you can do that because a lot of fingers will come along and touch it and they may have greases and oils and potato chip fingers or popcorn fingers or, you know, they were just in the cookie jar or something like that. That can happen. I get that. But um, if you keep something easy, easily accessible, ever present, always in the same place, in your arena, your craft arena. I think that's a better word than craft room, craft space. Your craft arena, that kind of encompasses everything. That's the craft room, that's your lap in front of the TV, that's crafting on the road, your crafting arena. Okay, there we go. Keep it easily accessible. Um, Know what dissolves what. So if you're working with the archival inks, have um, some kind of solvent that will take that off your fingers right away. And I do recommend take that off your fingers right away. If you wait, that stuff embeds. You know what I mean? You're going to be there for days trying to scrub that stuff off. Or if you want to be washing with rubbing alcohol or acetone, which is not that nice on the hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, uh, yeah, it's kind of harsh on the skin. Um, kind of think about what is good. Like if it's fun for you and you enjoy it, do it. Um, so, um, 
I'm not very good at washing. Like when I start crafting, I just want to go. You know what I mean? I get all excited. I want all my stuff in front of me uh, in my craft arena. (laughs) And I just want to, I get, you know, the ideas start to flow. And I'm asking myself the question, okay, how could I make this better? How could I make that better? Um, So I'm like, oh yeah, I could do this. I could do that. I could do this. I could pull from that. I could add this color. I could add a word. I could add a number. I could add layering. I could add texture. I could add um, drama. I could make a muted page. I can give eye rest here. I can add eye drama here. I can add little flips and pull. You know, you just start going and you don't want to stop your own creative flow. You want to go and have fun because that's where the fun lives, right out on that edge. And um, life will always be there. Life will always interrupt your crafting. Life will always uh, knock on the door, ring the phone, do all those fun things that that, uh, take us off our, our journey. But the nice thing is the journey always waits for you. It waits for you to come back and sit down in your craft arena and carry on. It's not impatient. They don't get upset if you've been gone for five minutes or five days, they're fine with that. And uh, even those little leftover projects that we started and put aside, you know what I'm talking about, those little guys, yep. Um, they're patiently waiting and they hope they wish you no harm and uh, no distress. They just want to carry on forward, having a good time with you whenever you are ready. And, um, I personally think that they're very excited when you come in with the mindset of, uh, how could we make this better? Or uh, if I could improve this, what would that look like? Or if I took this to a new level, what would that look like? Or if I decided to create an experimental journal just where I could have fun and play. Um, and this is different than an idea journal or um, something like that. And I, uh, I think... I called something an explore journal once, which is basically like an idea journal, but basically where you have a technique, you like it, and you want to make an example of it to store in there. So if you are thinking about what fun things could I put in my new junk journal, you can just flip through that book very quickly and say, oh yeah, that, oh that, I love doing that. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Oh my God, I have forgot about so many of the ideas that I made and um, the way I rediscover them is... uh, uh, now you think I could just watch my old videos. I don't watch my old videos. I go into my, I have a, a wooden crate where I have pre-made embellishments from the videos and I go in there and I look and I'm like, I, I pull out a piece and I look at it and I say, well, wow, I've totally forgot about that idea. That's a fun idea. I should do that again. And uh, so that's how I remind myself of things that I've made. And I also, um, in my old journal. So sometimes I'll take a little uh, look at an old journal with you guys and I'll be leafing through it and I'll, I'll look at uh, some of the old ideas in there. And um, that's kind of a nice way to see the arc of your ev- ev- um, evolution as a journal maker. You get to see what you used to do and how you've altered it or changed it or maybe completely forgot about it. That happens all the time. Um, but uh, um, it all stems from feeling like you don't have enough ideas to fill the journal. I promise you, you do. And if you find a way to capture those ideas, awesome. If you create a an uh, explore or idea journal to capture some ideas that you really like, put an example in there. Um, you can also do the um, ex- oh, your experimental idea for uh, things you want to try. You want to push the envelope. You want to learn how to fix something that went wrong. Um, it's a great place of experimentation. Uh, you give yourself the freedom. That's a good thing. And then also, uh, maybe you do the YouTube videos as well. Lots of people are doing them these days and they're having a lot of fun. And that's a great way to capture your ideas forever and not only capture them for yourself, but you share them with the world. And then we all learn from each other and that's a good day. And, um, 
So um, I think that kind of, uh, yeah, makes me, I wanted to really share that with you because um, I know I've been there. I feel the frustration. I I can totally relate to it. Um, I I know that feeling when you gasp, you see something happened and you gasp and you're like, oh no, disaster. This is disaster pants. It's, it's, it's over. It's over. It cannot be improved. It's, it's just disaster. And, uh, at that moment, at that moment, I just really invite you to say, you know, how could I make this better? You know, how can I get out of this little thing? Not, not even so much that more like if this was going to work, how could I make it work? How could I take this in a new direction? that I didn't see before. Sometimes your mistake can become your best friend. You'll learn much more from that mistake if you stick with it and you keep asking yourself, how can I make this better? And I find that there's an interesting tipping point you'll get where you're trying to make it better and it actually looks worse. And you try a little something more and it actually looks worse. And let's say you're over wetting your page and the page is starting to tear and your pretty colors of purple and pink and green and blue are starting to turn into a muddy brown mess and it's just you know not going in the direction you thought keep going keep going and unless that page actually falls out on its own see what you can do with it see if you can keep taking it to a new place remember you can always uh, maybe you're working on the page trim the edge of the page and it's just looking awful you can always tear that off and glue on a new piece of uh, paper right there you can also sew on a piece of paper or you could glue a piece of fabric on there I mean there's so many different ways out of what we consider an absolute disaster. So I just want to invite you into your creative mind and your creative space, wherever your creative arena is and uh, your crafting arena and uh, have some fun. So Sunny, you got anything to say for everybody? Um, yes. I, I went swimming today and it was much more successful. We had a, almost a perfect exit from the pool. We, my mother was very happy. And anything else? I went to the coffee shop with Dad and um, there might have been a small snack for sunshine there. That could have happened. Okay, while well, you're denying everything though? Yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's it from us guys. So I hope you're having fun out there. Have fun with your papers. And um, uh, we give you big hugs. And remember, create with reckless abandon. Have fun. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.